2: This is Talk Sport Daily.
3: Hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Gold's Consultative Daily podcast. With me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, you can check me out and drive all week, every day every week forever from 4pm. Now we start today's podcast by looking back on Friday night's live and exclusive commentary of the West London derby as big spenders Chelsea took on rivals Fulham. Here's how the game unfolded, live on TugSport.
4: Someone at Chelsea didn't enjoy that defeat at Fulham a fortnight ago, because since then they've spent about 300 million pounds on trying to put things right. Bit of an overreaction to a Derby defeat. Sixth place in the Premier League is available for this evening's winner. Fired into the edge of the penalty area, hit by Pereira and a really good save. Diving to his right by Kepa, Arisa Balaga. Edge of the penalty area, Havertz for the chance! He was stretching and couldn't quite catch up with it. Enzo Fernandes, he was excellent again there. He does everything almost textbook. Cut out by Harrison Reid, hit first time, Enzo Fernandes! wasn't a million miles away Gallagher <laughs> just why only just why and Chelsea will be disappointed another two points dropped what a great opportunity and Green was knocked it off the line was in there that is that it's finished goalless. nothing to separate these near neighbours Fulham are a top six side tonight they are the top team in West London for now. But it's a disappointing final scoreline at Stamford Bridge for Chelsea fans because it's Chelsea nil, Fulham
5: nil. Following the game, we heard from Marco Silva and Graham Potter. Graham, um, 13 days since you last played. It's now one win in seven games. How do you review that result tonight? Yeah, we're disappointed um, because we wanted to win the game. But... um, at the same time, we play against an
6: opponent that's well organised, um, that's having a good season. They've been together a-, a while and you can see that, of course.
5: And we're at a different stage and um, we have to keep working with our players and keep trying to improve. Uh, with all the fresh faces in this squad, is that what you p- sort of put it down to tonight, Graham? They're, they're just a bit further down the road. With more faces coming into this side, in large, how did you f- view it all? Yeah, I thought there was positivity and excitement to start with. A- absolutely a great, great atmosphere within the
6: team. I think we know the uh, the potential that's there. And at the same time we know that we're at the the start of a project if you like especially when you've when you see the the january window and um, we've got some players coming back from injury and we need to gel everything together and and fix it all together
5: and that's the process we're in just seen todd bowley walking through he actually had a smile on his face graham i don't know if you bumped into him or not or had a word with him and um, but he looked like he was quite happy to see a lot of the players on the pitch i mean just in large when you when you look at this as a project how much time do you need to get this turned around for Chelsea to start having positive results?
6: That's the question that is difficult to answer because um, the coaching process is not a straightforward thing. There's nobody that can st- stand in front of anybody and say oh, it's going to take this amount of time. You've got to keep working with the players and keep trying to move forward and that's what we'll do.
5: It is a large squad Graham, 13 players out the squad tonight. How, how are you finding managing all that?
6: It's exciting. Um, of course it's a challenge. But um, it's exciting, and that's
5: my, uh, my job is to do, the, do it as, as well as I can and help the players improve. Chelsea with a few new faces tonight, a very competitive West London derby. How do you reflect on the result? Yes, it was a proper derby match.
6: Really pleased the way you played, really pleased the way you started the game, mm, the courage, the, the, the braveness, the, the quality that we, we have played, the organisation we have showed as well. We knew before the match how it would be difficult against the top side. Uh, with uh, some new faces as well, but top, top side with a uh, lot of quality on the pitch, off the pitch, in the stand. Probably at home as well. We played really well. I'm really proud of my players, uh, the way they, they understood the plan, the way they they executed the plan uh, as well. And was was really impressive.
3: Now to the Sports Bar Weekend and their reaction to Friday night's football. Nil-nil it
4: finished between Chelsea and Fulham. Obviously, pre-match. Lots of people with eyes on Chelsea. They turn themselves into the Galacticos. Doesn't matter how much money that somebody's going to The Galacticos cost, or are...
7: the Galactinos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to to say that Potter, if he, if anything gets chucked at him, and any player gets chucked at him, and he has to go and manage him, he's going to need longer than what. The average manager is going to need because these are brand new players. He's got to gel them. They got they're different. You got different um, personalities in that change room that don't they don't know each other. Most of them. Mm. So they got he's got to get them gel together. Look at but you, you look at it as well. Then you look at Steve um, Steve Cooper down at um, uh, Nottingham Forest. I feel yeah. with what he's done done over there and the way they've, he's got them playing now, he's done a brilliant job. You can't bring that many ah. players in and then make sure and then expect that. It's just gonna be. No. It's, it's gonna be hard. And, and, and look, I, I, I want to I see Craig. I think he's a, a, a talented coach, a very, very talented coach, and I want to see him do well. But he needs time.
3: Now, speaking exclusively to TalkSport ahead of his first game in charge of Everton, Sean Dyche spoke to Stan Collymore about why he decided to take the Everton job.
7: Why now? A lot of managers wait, get to the summer possibly have a lot more opportunities. What was it about Everton? The situation that the club are in, which is a difficult one. Why now for you? Why didn't you wait till the summer?
8: It's Everton. I know the history. I know the feel. I've been here with teams. It's Everton Football Club. You know, you're not always going to get these jobs. Now, I know it's not in the shape that they'd want it. I know the fans want it in a better shape. Maybe, possibly. I wouldn't have got this job if it was in a considerably better shape. But I don't mind that, stand. There's a... You know that people forget, you know, in business, different managers go into different jobs for different reasons. It's just the same in football. So I have no problem with that at all. It's my chance to get hold of a club like this. Fantastic opportunity, a tough opportunity. Of course, I'm not naive. You know I'm not. But it's still a fantastic opportunity to play my part in the, the rich fabric of this club's history, working hard to turn it round and push it back forwards again. And if I can do that and be my share of the club's history and my little window, it might be a little window, but if it, it could be a little window, but an important one, then I, I rest easy. I mean, I've been here when it's rocking, you know, and you're really, and you're like looking around thinking, oh, hello, you know, <laughs> this is lively. So and I that. And you know want to that. Em- embrace oh, that. Absolutely. Run with it. Absolutely. Now, the basic requirements of any team, you've got to show the fans. So it starts with the team. We've got to show them, myself, my staff and the players, we mean business, we are at it. We are working I give in everything. You know, and that's... Recently, I was a Scott. I don't like this, stand, but recently, I know the media have a job, and I get on fire the media, but, you know, they all veiled attack at the past. It's nothing to do with the past. I can only speak about me, how I operate, and the future of what we do. I would never question managers, coaches. They all work hard, and they all put their own imprint. Mine is to say, look, we, you will have a team that is ready. We are ready to work. We are ready to give out a lot to the cause. If we do that, I believe Evertonians haven't forgotten big teams in the 80s, big successful teams, you know, that had under the underbelly of their talent was this teamship and this connection. I and played connection against with the, the dogs, dogs of War. Yeah, the Dogs of War, for example.
7: Bloody hard I mean, like, team to play yeah, against Yeah, one.
8: Exactly. You know, it's look, times are different, but the facts are the facts. There's still a, there was a heartbeat underneath all that. And I'm not suggesting it's not there. We just need to make it beat more powerfully and faster and, you know, bring that tempo to a stadium and bring a feel to a performance. And I think the Evertonians, knowing what they do, as long as they know you're giving your lot, it's a good start. Now, they still want quality, of course, and the modern game wants quality, it wants tactics and all of that, and it wants goals, of course. But the first marker is everything goes onto that pitch.
3: Daishi has a baptism of fire in his first game in charge of Everton. That's today, and they face league leaders Arsenal. It's live on TalkSport.
5: Not going according to plan
8: for Everton. The one thing I know about the Evertonians, they stand by their club and they protect it and they look after it and that's what I need now. I need that as a manager. A club that I love so much that I'm very grateful and very attached to.
0: I just hope that they can get where they deserve to be.
4: Calvert-Lewin, edge of the area, rolls the challenge of Gaye and scores!
8: Don't just be thinking, well, Arsenal are going to go up there, they're flying, you're not. Well, that gives you sort of a freedom. i say, come on then, let's take it on.
0: Martinelli's in the penalty area, he's found the net, he went near post, Arsenal have turned it around. This is the best I've seen Arsenal play for a long time.
3: Every game that gets ticked off, the more you fancy Arsenal to win the league. What we are doing is it gives us enthusiasm and hope to dream, but uh, we know the reality is that it's half of the season is still to play for. And with the danger of relegation looming, full-back Seamus Coleman has told TalkSport that the players need to take responsibility for the situation they're currently in.
9: I've seen, I, I don't know how many managers now at this stage, so, you know, you, you're not innocent from it all as well. You've played a part in, in all these managers getting sacked, us as players have been have been a massive part of that as well. So, you know, it's tough, it's not a case of you just see see one off and wait for another to come in, it hits you hard. and. But that's football, and uh, you know we wish uh, Frank all the all, all the very best. He he gave his all to the football club, and and now you know we've got a new manager in, and we all need to 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 do our best because this football club uh, for the next eighteen games is fighting for everything, and we need to keep fighting. We stayed up by the skin of our teeth last season. Uh, I don't think any of us believe that for a minute. But on the flip side of that, you know, um, I know our form going into this Arsenal game hasn't been great. But on the flip side of that, you know, we're still in touch and distance of a lot of teams. We're not, you know. Far away from a lot of teams, so I would like to flip all the negativity into thinking, you know, you know, we can we can turn this around because you know I feel like a lot of the talk is the inevitable that people are sitting waiting and expecting and, and in some cases hoping that Everton go down. Whereas I think we've got to flip it. You know, the managers come in with two points adrift of it, and we know with the fan base that we have and, the, and and the quality in the dressing room that if we can come together for the for these last eighteen games without. You know, thinking that you know we're too big to go down. Understanding that we can go down, of course we can. But really coming together, then, then we've got to give ourselves the best possible chance. But we need to, you know, flip the negativity into positivity because it's the only way.
3: To breakfast now, and the reaction to Sean Dyche's first press conference as Everton gaffer. The team were joined by former Toffees midfielder Leon Osman, as well as legendary former Premier League bosses Neil Warnock and Harry Redknapp.
0: I expect Sean Dyche will just go flat back four four midfield two up front because you know he's he's so well attuned at, at, at that system. The players have, have grown up playing four four two for many years. So it shouldn't be too much for them to to understand. And then and then you, you get the ball forward and um, as I said Sean Dysh will be about getting crosses into the penalty area, getting people around the front man. So whether Dominic Calvert Lewin gets on the score sheet or not, you just get players closer to him and and that'll be different for him because for the
5: most of the season he's been very isolated.
2: Well I, th- I think he'll, he'll just be doing his normal so I think he, he won't, what, what he'll be saying is look he, the league table doesn't lie. Um, I've seen some of your games one or two of your games you've looked really good and yet you're third from bottom or whatever they are near bottom. Um, you've, you know the minimum now we've got to get the crowd going we've got to get the crowd on side you've got to concentrate this is the best team in the country that we're playing. We've nothing to lose it's a free hit. Um, and I think he'll have just, he'll have got the pads on like me, get the pads on in training and and, um, and make sure they realise that every tackle, every header has got to be dealt with. They've got to go for everything. Some of the, stop the crosses, um, you know, it's all right talking that Arsenal are a brilliant side, but they've got to do the, what I call the dirty part of the mm. game. They've got to do that and, and, and you know, and, and, and go over that. White line to uh, to 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 make sure that the fans have got something to hang on to, Because it is a it's a great place, a hostile place when it get when they get going, the fans. And even though they, you know the top of the league, it just ruffles the feathers a bit, Ray. I think when it's like that, the intimidation. And so they can't be giving a goal away early doors. They've got to go out and really, you know, put a few tackles in.
0: He's got it all on, but I'm a big fan of Shaun. You know, he's great great guy and he's he's good at his job and I don't know if anyone's going to do it I think he could you know he, he, he'll he get them tough to beat for sure he'll set them up and be hard to beat and he'll get every ounce of sweat that he can out of them players and um, I wouldn't write them off I still think they've got a chance
3: Now Arsenal winger Gabriel Martinelli has signed a new long term deal at the club. Arsenal invincible Ray Parler reacted to the news on breakfast this morning
0: And he's in the penalty area! He's found the net! He went in post He beat Samyansky! Arsenal have turned it around! He's flying. He loves his football, always wants to be on that training ground. Um and he's been brilliant. Obviously, Smith-Rowe getting injured gives him his more of an opportunity on that left-hand side and he hasn't looked back. And that's what you want from players. When they get their opportunities, he's a young lad. I think he's very well settled um, in London. So Who's he you job That's um, great news. Perez, would he be a Robert? No, not no. Robert P- no. Perez. No, he's, he's more... He's quick, isn't he? He runs at players. You know, Robert was more of a... He could see a pass and, you know, score some vital goals as well, Robert, Over-mouse? which is Martin no, no, he's not an
8: over-
3: over, yeah. Overmars would be quicker, more,
0: wouldn't he's he? He's more towards probably an Overmars than he is probably Perez, I should imagine. But he's just a, a really good all-round player. Closes people down. He's, he's a worker. Um, you know, I like that off the ball as well, what he does off the ball. You know, he's, he's one of them sort of pre- pressing people who really get some... And Saka's the same on that right-hand side. So that's why you need high-energy game because they're a young side. But that's great news for Arsenal that he signed.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
7: To White
3: and Jordan now, and the issue of Chelsea's transfer business was discussed. The Blues have come under fire for spending a whopping £323 million in January. When discussing the issue, after Invincible, Martin Keown and Money Money Simon Jordan had a right old ding-dong about it.
0: You'd be sat here on the other side of this conversation saying the healthiest teams have two players for every position. So now they've got two players of world-class level, maybe even three-foot position. Yeah, but you're not, now going to make the argument But that not, that not, that's overnight. not healthy. not overnight. It feels like it's been thrown together. Well, Until set, we see uh, a plan oh, emerge okay let me take you a back, picture of it. Me well, let me take you back to last January. let's see. Only time will tell, They're ten points outside the top Well, let me take you back to last January when you're sat in here tab-thumping about how quickly Newcastle have got to move to buy players
1: make yes. your mind up no no no. which that one was, is it then? that was a
0: very different situation why then were chelsea really was a much wrong at chelsea before this manager took over well clearly really. no not really i've well, just, just the told club you just, that the club just i told bought you what they achieved a, the year before the club had just been bought out of an absolute chaotic situation which you would say on a different argument, oh, what happens in a ballroom affects the players, of course, when it doesn't, right? So they've come out of a chaotic situation with an ownership model. Is it not chaotic now with the number of players they bought? Well, it depends on your view. This, some is, people, incredible.
3: Some people would say, this is an incredible what, amount of money that they've spent. I spend. think it's very
0: methodical, Martin. But that's I must admit, money. I
4: think it's, it's been money, very, it? very methodical.
3: Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app wherever to get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all, be safe, everyone be safe.
2: That
9: was a podcast from TalkSport.